0: Hey, welcome back to eight hundred and eight and Pod Breaks. Uh, Kevin, is that a is that a llama in the background that I see there?
1: Uh, oh yeah, my wall. Yeah, that was a that was a gift from my sister.
0: <laughs> okay, can you explain this uh, llama? Why it was a gift from your sister and uh, and your all fixation right, so, on llamas generally?
1: So it all started with a fun <laughs> little plant called marijuana, but honestly, it did. Um, when I was in college up in New York, I always had this recurring joke with my friends, like, um, because it was at a time when, like, you know, I think it was prevalent about the um, the emotional support animals and mm-hmm. how, like, you know, the sort of like some loopholes of what kind of animal you can also like have needed. Like, I know I've, I've heard people like probably have been able to have monkeys and stuff. So I was like, yo, what if I just <laughs> Finesse the system, got a llama, moved to Brooklyn and just started selling weed with a llama. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it, does this have something to do with the llama in the background with the red wine or is it It's a wine yeah. selling llama? Um,
1: yeah, well, I, I love wine. So, I mean, that's a big thing. Wine is like my primary. And llamas. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and llamas, too. I mean, shoot, like, <laughs> I have a llama tattoo on my wrist.
0: <laughs> That's why I was going to ask you about the connection. I don't think I would have brought up the llama in the background if I if I didn't already know that you had a... Uh, so what's yeah. the story with the tattoo? You got high and got a llama. Is that is that correct?
1: In a sense, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted one. I was just, like, indecisive on, like, <laughs> when and, like, which. But, like, you know, I just said, fuck it. And then I just... <laughs> got the outline but i'm gonna eventually add more detail to it <laughs> oh
0: you're, you're going to detail in the llama okay
1: a little um, bit more yeah i mean this tattoo is uh, three four years old maybe
0: do you think you're going to do a llama sleeve or is that a is that too far gone no
1: but or? but you know it's wild i've actually thought about getting other animals
0: okay um besides your comfort animal uh besides your therapy yeah llama? i mean like
1: i was probably i was gonna get like uh the <laughs> <a> therapy <laughs> llama <laughs> My getaway would just be to spin in the
0: face and run. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of like, when they spit, I feel, I feel like their mouths kind of like vibrate. They just have like a you exactly. know a little spittle come out. Like and then their mouths just go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Llamas are pretty
1: cool. <laughs> yeah. But you know who, you know what else spits? Uh, uh, Vince Staple. Hell
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ramona park broke my heart. His new album. Uh, he's from Ramona park. That's an area in California of long beach, correct?
1: Yep, It's in the uh, long beach County area. It's sort of like, uh, like a neighborhood in a sense, like, uh, you, so it's like if you have like a city with like very small, like five block neighborhood town kind of things. So it's like, you know, like, um, if you're ever driving to a town and like you call a certain like big area of apartment complexes by that complex, like oh like where you're heading didn't you just say the name of the complex instead of just saying the town or whatever mm-hmm. and people sort of understand like what you're getting at of course yeah
0: um my my dad was also much like vince staples was born in compton and then uh, long beach uh so uh, <laughs> uh family history around this area uh, a lot of my dad's side <laughs> from the uh, compton long beach area um that's interesting uh i like the uh, uh well, I'll be honest, the first two times I listened to it i it was kind of just a vibes album. It was kind of just something I had while driving around and uh uh kind of just sunk into it and uh didn't really think anything of the album in particular uh the more I listened, the more i'm um ingratiated toward like the West coast like the sunny uh beats and and vibes that sound like long Beach to me.
1: oh yeah, and this is definitely Vince just tackling like the past album just tackling more west coast. Modern nostalgia where it's like, you know, you get sort of that little like drum beats of old G-Funk style, but it still sticks to modern complexities. I mean, he Mm -hmm. keeps it real with a lot of the some West Coast producers like uh, DJ Mustard. And yeah, I mean, like it's it's definitely like sort of like in the musical sense, just Vince Staples breaking down his own wall. Because think about like everything we've heard from. The first album to fm it was a lot of avant-garde electric rap stuff that like didn't feel like who he was to me like it didn't feel like yeah, or like um, or, or or even just common like it was sort of just like him consistently taking influence from like what Kanye did with Yeezus but sort of warp it so it's not as industrial but it's still as hard hitting. I mean, yeah. with that first single, Senorita, I mean, that song just goes ridiculously hard. Like, it's a beat that, you know, I like would never picture hearing, but like so boldly, like it's so bombastic, erratic, and it's just coming at you hard with some of the like the electric, like drum beats overlay. Just like, it's ridiculous, you know? And, it's you know and that's and that's sort of different on this album like you said yeah
0: uh that it's there's none of that you're kind of like he's kind of sliding in and out of beats that really sound like cruising down a, a long beach coastline and uh, uh feeling um like you say the vibes of g-funk but modernized enough that uh it has become interesting and it has become um it was something that i just uh, had on in my car and that's something i want on in my car uh that, I, that i'm making a Conscious choice to uh, yeah. uh, have the album around me, and that's good. I mean, that's a good place to be with the album, where you keep returning to it. In exactly it. situations,
1: and see, and this is one thing that I love about the album. It's like the whole take of it being, like you said, a vibes album. It it allows the vi- like the production to, after a while, becoming a central focus, sort of blending back into the background. So it's like while you know what's coming. Sonically, you start to hear his lyrics more and more, and it's like, and it, like you zero in on what he's trying to say within each, within any song. You know, like he's talking about a myriad of things, like how you know he's turning out these songs, how sort of how you know he was signed to a big label, and the whole process of like the industry having him work these long hours, turning out projects to fit deadlines, like. Sort of just like draining him, and as well, you know, trying to get him another co rapper or another rappers, and you know, some of that's his accord. You know, him and his manager be like, "Let's do it. I want to work with this guy," or you know, it's part of business to elevate your fame. Like, it's the difference between Vince Staples doing a feature with E40, than when Vince Staples doing a feature with Billie Eilish, which he did in 2018,
0: right? Somewhere in there, yeah. Um, I, I think it's great that he kind of refocuses and just does. Uh, well, he has Ty dollar sign on here, and uh, uh mustard also very uh, influential on the album. And uh, his sounds really bring it out. Uh, uh a little bit yeah. of a, a thing where I was uh, kind of hooked on to Vince Staples, the self titled album, uh, before it, um, uh, named after him titular album, um, of course. And I, uh, I didn't know, I was like, uh, well, this just seems like a small, um, sequel to what he whatever he's doing it's a known quantity mm-hmm. but uh the more i listen the more i'm finding unique things and uh textures and sounds that i'm uh, really ingratiated toward as i said uh i i do kind of like the album um where are you sitting with it
1: oh i i love it i mean you personally okay. yeah i love it a lot i mean i personally loved uh vince staples cell title album from last year a little bit more but not by yeah. much but what ramona park does it's just like a beautiful continuation where he just opens up the world around and just lets us know how he feels like you know whether like I said the industry gun violence or like sort of like systemic racism and stuff that you know he grew up in witnessing Um, like
0: yeah I mean it does seem so personal it seems like he's letting us into that world and uh, how his upbringing shaped him and the people around him especially and, I mean, uh, no doubt, all the issues man. in that. Yeah. A lot of the endemic issues around Long Beach and the crime and um, uh, incarceration and uh, yeah. all those things are in there.
1: And he doesn't even take it at the direct point. Like, wait, mm. and he sort of lets it allude to stories. Like when, when sparks fly, it's, he's rapping about like a love, like, you know, a love relationship between a person and a gun. Like, okay, yeah. sort of like in a way, like you would, Rapper love song like about a man and a woman, mm-hmm. in just his way. So that's how he creates that subversion, but still come across with all these like, like great themes, you know, and perfectly articulated.
0: And uh, I I have a few that I I keep coming back to, especially I think at the start of the album. I think like the first four, three or four in there. I uh, I keep looping. Those are great. Uh, the beach, of course, it's just like I say, that's the that's the thing I'm looking for as the vibes yep. are introduced. And it's like the perfect intro to everything that comes after it.
1: Just the uh, sound of the beach in the beginning. You just hear the waves crashing. That was just so relaxing. Yeah, it's it's such a,
0: a cruise and it's such a vibe. Um, yeah. And a free the homies is uh, uh, becoming one of my favorite rap songs this year because I I keep I love it on the chorus. Yeah. Um, what, what would you rate the album? Where Where are you at with it? What would you give Vince um, Staples, and what would you give Ramona Park? Broke my heart, if you, don't, if you know.
1: So, with Vince Staples, I, I I give it a 95 out of 100. Okay. 9. Oh. Yeah. And um, with Ramona Park, a 90.
0: Um, so, maybe like a 83 with Vince Staples, and I go, I'm moving up to a 77 with the Ramona Park. So, at, okay. at this point, my third favorite album of the year. So, that's a... Um, I, that's fine. Like that's my rating scale. Maybe a little different than yours is what we're going to figure out as we move into using a hundred. That um, that I'll, yeah. I'll try to utilize the whole scale. So like your eighty-five might be close to my seventy-seven in a way hey. because I'm being harsher. Um, yeah, which is fine. Uh, but I, I've come around to it, and uh, I think we should hear a little bit of a "Free the Homies." What do you say? Is that a-
1: um, I love "Free the Homies." Hit that. Hey, shit. "Free the Homies."
0: Hey. <laughs> Got my way down. Now
1: I'm feeling good. Ay.
0: Now don't a came a long way. If I had walk, I free the homies. Pusha T is back again. Uh and he's uh doing kind of pusha tea things, uh rapping about the cocaine, uh as uh, as he's wont to do and as i want to listen to. Uh uh, it's something that I could kind of uh, easy hook for me, being like, okay, I, I I used to like the cocaine. I've always liked the the rap about the cocaine. Uh, push your my guy.
1: I mean, listen, if you don't like cocaine rap, push a Not for you.
0: <laughs> I don't know what else you'd find in this album. It's almost dry. It's this new album? Um, what what would you listen to it for if you if you're not if you're like morally objected to listening to music about cocaine? <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, listen. Like, I'm. Not, you're not gonna go into push a T coming and and having him talk about something on a political spectrum, or even just get down and dirty and deep with himself. Like, he'll bring it out, you know, slowly or just like in his own way. But he's just always flexing and talking about the game and coke and more coke. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and I, I think he i mean he's not always well he is kind of braggadocious but he's not like always leaning into that mode it's kind of a uh, mythology of like uh, how he was on the streets and um we exactly. explaining that life and uh it's not so well, much definitely like, more nuanced yeah it's not, it's not so much i'm the greatest rapper that ever lived and here's why it's like i'm i'm a hard motherfucker i came from the streets and here's why <laughs> and i think that's yeah. preferable to me that's the kind of bragging that i could really uh install some faith into and and believe in the storytelling of
1: yeah but let's just get right to it, man neck and wrist
0: yeah Uh, one of the
1: uh, better Jay-Z features we've had in a while do you like it better oh my that's one of the best Jay-Z verses in some time (laughs) I mean Uh, I that line about biggie yeah and it's like yo if he was still alive they, it's so true like those two would be dominating <laughs> and it's just like the way he just comes up Jeezy comes about it and just relays it it's just one of his best verses in some time and it's just like it, it left me speechless man
0: I was walking down by the the beach this morning I had like this stirring moment with that line where I was like oh shit he's saying like a when he started his career his first albums he's like you know he's gonna be the biggest that did it since biggie and now at this point in his career uh jay-Z's uh uh slinging back he's going to, if biggie were alive we both would have been the greatest and I was going to be great um if boogie if biggie stayed around uh. I think that's I a mean, uh, much better message, I mean, actually.
1: Yeah, it was always known that uh, yeah. I think Biggie was gonna leave Bad Boy in the long run, and just I think uh, either start a label, which is your uh, Joy and Rock Nation. do I don't know which of the two. So I mean, but I know yeah. they were they were planning on coming at it together, and like, oh yeah, so it's like the, uh, the Jay-Z line. They like if Big was alive, who wouldn't be in his position? If Big had survived, y'all would have gotten the commission. Hope was going to always be Hope. It was the universe because Allah said so, and now I'm here. And do the commission, if that ever came out, that yeah. would have been ridiculous. Diddy, Land Rivera, Vera, little C's. We might Beaufort have, like, and, we might have get skipped
0: some, like the whole Kanye era of rap, but rap would have went in a totally different direction and uh, stayed closer to what Biggie was doing. Oh, it would have been incredible. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, and... But even then, it's just, like, the way he's tackling and just, like, sort of, like, attacking as well, like, the critics within it as well. And it never feels bogged down by, like, simple lyrics or simple wording, and it's just like, and his and rhyme schemes are just impeccable here. I mean, listen, Jay-Z, he's always got it. It's just about the quality of the song and how much effort he's going to put into it. Like, sometimes, like, you know, a rapper's going to give you a beat game. Yeah, like and on that, on farce. that, reason,
0: yeah, he, he sounded like breathy, a little bit out of breath, a little uh old, uh, um, more like a senior than elder statesman at yeah. that point. But yeah, because uh, well, right. it, yeah, uh, it was written on
1: yeah. the fly, right? Yeah,
0: now he sounds kind of revitalized and at least energized by what uh, Pusha T is bringing to this. So that's fantastic yeah. to hear. And uh, that's that's good for rap. I mean, that's good for the albums we covering. If when Jay Z is good, rap's good. So,
1: yeah.
0: And I, I, that's a terrific place to be with the album. Um, I mean, that and Diet Coke were kind of like...
1: Oh, uh, Diet Coke's so good. Like I as, play that on repeat so much. As initial singles, that production is yeah. so crazy. Yeah, that production is crazy.
0: I, I love it. Um, the the whole album, I think, is very well produced. Although, uh, you're probably right that it has uh, different sides of production.
1: It's even been re-released
0: oh, yeah. or retitled on um, Spotify yes. as uh, Kanye vs. Pharrell. <laughs>
1: Yep. Okay. Same thing with Apple Music. Yep. It's been uh, republished as that too, just because, you know, some of that's how some people want to hear it. But listen, it doesn't matter. Both producers come in strong. And just at the different. end for me, yeah. And at the end for me, it just it bogged down to a few things. I wasn't crazy about Pusha T's flow on call my buff or my okay. call my bluff. And, you know, not every feature landed like, i personally don't like scrape it off i think it's just a fair that's fair it's a
0: low point i think i think it's not the the shiny point
1: (laughs) it's the lowest point it's just like push like this is not what your strong suit is don't force it you know like Mm -hmm. it's you you it's like it's like pretty much sort of like checkpointing some of the basic things you need to get on hip-hop radio you got the
0: Lusy Lusy Verge over Verge top feature, emotional
1: yeah. well yeah the lustre over the top emotional you know vocals by don toliver that he always does it's not really that creative little Ver just you know coming in as he usually does on a trap beat <laughs> like it's good sometimes but it's just overly dronish and push push the t's okay on it like it's it, it, it's just poorly executed it's just i don't know man like it's just a song that i feel like just shouldn't have been on there and it was yeah. a poor waste of the production too because i do like that production
0: and it is like the most popular song on the album i believe at least on spotify it's listed oh as, it, so oh it's a uh... little
1: because it has a little uzi vert man yeah like, his, uh, his, it's his very massaged are... and
0: like a uh, almost uh antithetical to wireless and to Pusher t um as you say, bringing these guys on, just doing what they always do. It could have just been one of their songs. It didn't matter that it was a Pusha T song. So
1: yeah. that's
0: not what I want. Uh, yep.
1: And like how you were saying with the Vince Staples album, how you thought the first three songs were just perfect. For for me, the first six songs on this album are perfect. <laughs> just that alone as an yeah. album would be a perfect album. Like Brambleton, Let the Smoke Shine, Coops dreaming of the past, neck and wrist, just so you remember Diet Coke, all perfection.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, yeah, that would be... Huh. I, I could go with that. I'd buy that concept. Um, how do you feel about the second half then?
1: So the second half is obviously the weaker one. Like, it, there's a retread with Hear Me Clearly, which was a song on the Nego album, Scrape It Off and Call My Bluff. You know, it, it starts rocky because, like, there's a lot of individual... Parts that I could pick out that I liked and parts I didn't. Yeah. Just for like with rock and roll, take we away get our, Kanye. Take, we get our last take away Ka-
0: collaboration of Kanye and Cuddy. Uh, yeah. And, and, and honestly, take,
1: yeah. you take away Kanye and just leave Kid Cuddy. That song is a hundred, no, 200 times better because Kanye's verse is just, it just, it it, it just doesn't have enough energy, man. It's bone Yeah. It's, it is. Like, it's not like in Dream of the Past, like he really flows with that beat on the first half. So it's like, it's just like, it just works you know and you know the last two tracks are great open air i pray for you what clips that song was just i just love hearing him and you no know, malice like you know yeah just coming back again after some time and you know no malice becoming christian rap but still are we getting new clips? Is,
0: is that something that's happening
1: i we've heard yeah but I, i've been hearing that there uh it's a possibility sometime later this year or next year
0: It's so nice just to hear them sliding in on a Pusha T track. that's a great place for clips to show up. Um, So happy with that.
1: Oh, because, and and as a thing too, like in a, in a sense too, like Pusha T is really just also expanding his elements. Like, you know, he did it poorly with Scrape It Off. (laughs) But like, when I pray for you the last track, like he's sort of reaching into more gospel rap. Like, you know, you you sort of hear the angelic chorals and courses in the background some of the more like lifted piano keys and it's just you know and when he comes on it he just feels so natural in it but it's but the drum beat still has that sort of like dark sort of like griminess that it's come to known from a Pusha T album or song and and they really just found that perfect middle ground which is why like it just really really worked for me.
0: And we're coming a couple of years off for, around this time of year we had that uh, huge surge of uh, Kanye stuff a few years ago, and it was like a, a Daytona, the Kids see Ghost. What else do we have in that? That was like a, a month of like five Kanye. Um, uh,
1: KTSC by yeah. um, Tiana Taylor, um, Nasir by Nas. and it was wild. He, yeah. Yeah. That, that, I think those are Yeah Yanye by Kanye. Uh,
0: the best oh. of that bunch, though, I thought was Daytona, which I think is like the best rap album of uh, maybe that that whole summer. I thought that was. It really hit me, and I, uh, I still listen to Daytona fairly frequently. Um, it's a great
1: album. I don't think I it. wasn't have, my favorite uh, of that series, but that's okay. The it wasn't
0: okay. <laughs> um, we'll possibly discuss what your favorite was, uh, unless
1: you want to disclose now. I mean, I mean, it's just it, it was the Tiana Taylor album. Okay, yeah, your yeah, T was uh, second.
0: But, uh, I loved uh, Daytona. One of my favorite albums of that year. Uh, so great. Um, and I don't think this is quite up to that. That consistency i don't love every track here as you say there's uh same ones that you don't like essentially uh scrape it off doesn't do it for me so uh, scrape that off the album honestly and i think we have a a slightly closer um result closer to daytona uh uh what what would you rate it where where are you at with it's almost dry uh
1: i'm at i'm at a 75 okay i'm at a,
0: a straight 80 and i had a uh, Daytona, what like it, in the '90s, it was uh, oh, yeah.
1: I had to tell at a at crisp '90.
0: I think at '90 '92 ish area. So uh, yeah. for me, yeah, we're both much lower than we were before, and uh, but we have good takeaways. I think there's there's nothing I'm gonna be listening to in five years here or anything like like I think I'll keep coming back to Daytona, but uh, uh, I'm fairly happy with what we got and uh, the features. Uh, Jay Z, uh, of course, uh, if anything, might keep coming back to that as like a prime example of where. Jay Z featured and uh, really elevated another artist and worked within their framework. I think it's really good. Uh, oh, we? No doubt. You think we should listen to some of that? Uh, put on a neck and wrist? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if you're a, a Spotify premium member, you'll get like a full song, but um, we're starting something new. We're trying to reach out to other services. So uh, you'll just get a 15 second clip under the, the guidelines of what we could share right here.
1: Richard Prize Flame yeah. gave birth to pipe dreams. Now we hear. Promise you
0: the floor plans nothing like the model. All right, it's Kung Fu Kenny. You ready for this?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it was, was been five ready. years, man. Five? Since this came yeah. out? No yeah, shit. Yeah, like April, five, uh, April 16th was five. Yeah.
0: This is the last uh, CD I ever bought. is a, a fun fact, uh, I, I decided that uh, it wasn't going to get a lot better than this. Uh, the albums yeah. I was investing in around this time were not close to this quality. And I was just like, I, I'm out with Kendrick. I think I'll get the Kendricks on vinyl, continue collecting them. But uh, uh I, I was out. I was, it was done. It was the end of a format for me and uh, what a way to go out. It felt like the end is something to me. Yep. And uh, it, for Kendrick, a little bit different than his more concept albums before it, uh, it still has like that overarching idea of like, here's all the fears and, um, uh, what would you say, like Kendrick's relationship to mortality and it's, like all
1: these. Uh... It, it does. Yeah, like it tackles a lot of things, but in a sense, it's it's the same. sort So in a way, it's sort of like taking on an approach similar to what Good Kid Matt City did, where it's m- very reflective on more than just him as an artist just him as a person these external factors while when we look at the pimp a butterfly it's it's very centered on him rooted in culture rooted in hip-hop as an artist someone who understands his platform trying to really come to grips with like all these things coming at him and what he sees externally i mean you know, it it would pimp a butterfly. We, we hear, you know, we have complexions, which talks about black beauty and, you know, it's Kendrick's really just tackling a lot of external things that are prevalent to him and his community and his culture. But unlike good kid or in a sense, damn, it's the, like it wasn't too rooted in the other personal aspects of Kendrick. So it's like, like you said, like, with them you know he talks about mortality he talks about pride he he talks about love you know fear like his various fears that you know impact him on daily like
0: you know they're like all the deadly sins they're like all the uh you know all the Mm -hmm. fears that you have living in america as a uh, black man presumably at least uh, from his perspective
1: and uh, but at the same time you know boasting who He is now as a rapper because you know, like he's had success. You know, he has earned the right to be a little more arrogant, a little more. You know, like like I I can kill any rapper, being Mike. Like I, it's in my DNA. Like I got this power. I got this wealth. Like you know, I'm I'm like skilled. I'm like the king. Like like you know, like he's like on control. Like you know, where he proclaimed the king of both East and West, New York, and (laughs) and that's
0: and uh kendrick's one of the few that could say some shit like that like i'm the king of the east and the west or uh, every other rapper needs to sit down and be humble and i feel like other rappers rappers just listen to him they're like okay we got it <laughs> you know uh, they're like go kendrick we, we get it uh for me i think it's like the perfect combination of those two things that you mentioned and highlight about the last two albums i think it is like that internal story and the story of uh people in america and um then I think it's also Kendrick in the rap game and knowing his platform and knowing how to utilize that, that he got from a, a, to Pippa butterfly. And I think if you combine those, you kind of get into what Dam's really doing.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's, what's crazy about Dan too, it's like, even when he sort of treads into like, you know, anything that may seem sort of more like an external, like with uh triple X, the song with you two where, you know, it's, the, the uh what
0: a weird thing you two to be on a kendrick <laughs> it's still it still makes me laugh <laughs> uh
1: yeah <laughs> so you know in a sense like it's, it's it's coming at this approach like you know america mm-hmm. but when kendrick starts rapping it's you know he's talking more about the social economics of it like in, in, a, in a weird sense like you know it's sort of you know a personal story he, kind of like approach but you know it's talking about like you know the real shit like in this second verse yesterday i got a call like from my dog like 101 said they killed his only son because of insufficient funds he was sobbing he was mobbing way belligerent and drunk talking out his head philosophing on what the lord had done like it like he's rapping in like talking about, like, what he's heard, what he's witnessed, but at the same time, like, coming at it, like, in so many different ways, like, like, at the same time, like, you know, even though, like, it's what he's seeing, like, it's sort of been rooted into his kind of personality where he's coming at it with that sort of veracity and approach. Like, I catch a an a word, leave in service, if that's all I got, I chip a word, then Throw the blower in his lap. Walk myself to court, like bitch. I did that. So it's mm-hmm. like you know, it, it juxtaposes uh, like what he's being told and how he also acts in a sense. Like you know, like the people who killed this guy's son are people with the kind of same attitude, like not giving a fuck. Look, like I walked to court. Like yeah, I did that shit. Who gives a shit? Like you know, like yeah, I stomped that motherfucker like, right there. Like yes, yeah. you know, and like what, like for example, and this is recent. Like it's like. Dave Chappelle when after he got attacked and he came up, said that really, really shit joke. Mm-hmm. But he openly witnessed or not but witness, openly said, I had to come back. Sorry, I have to go stomp up in the back. I'm like, all right, just don't say it. <laughs> dude, like, yeah, you're doing like this guy, like it, like you know, like dude, come on, like we don't care that he did it. Like it's just it's not even funny. Like he attacked you, we get it, like you have to do what you think, but like that's not making you look harder, dude. But but There's a
0: thing with the triple X Where I'm like I, I don't like this song In my head because it's you too And then I really get into like Kendrick's groove I'm like holy shit this isn't the song that I keep it as In my head uh, You get into as you're saying all that stuff And how people are looking up to Kendrick And how they're perceiving him Next how he perceives himself at any moment Like uh, uh, talking about uh, K-Dot can you pray for me And uh, it's been a fucked up day for me I know you're anointed, yeah. will you help me overcome? And I mean, that's just like his platform and him uh, perceiving himself in the way that uh, the audience might at this point. Like we're, we're all waiting yeah. for this new thing. Um, Trump's just coming to office and uh, yep. Kendrick's about to drop this album and everyone thinks that this album has to save them. Like the the mounted pressure on it is so large. And it um, almost I, mean. I think it almost reaches that point where it it becomes that thing people needed it to become.
1: Oh, of Helps course, because in in a hundred percent, this is like as well. Like when we talk about, or when I talk about as well, like saying how this album, um, sort of dives into like what I'm saying, like these external things that you know make Kendrick who he is, like is uprooting. Like it's it all trickles from religion, p- p- politics, and like the social economic structure that binds them together and like how his upbringing like Kendrick grew up great like you know very religious but at the same time he witnessed his stuff that systematic racism gerrymandering and lineage of the map and movement throughout the years like since the art like since the 1950s have caused these you know quote-unquote ghettos they're not ghettos but like you know that causes these poor upbringings for kids and You know, he went through it. I mean, at age nine, he was living in those Section 8 houses. So it's like, so I'm saying, so it's like he, this in many ways is directly and indirectly taking a lot of subtle jabs at politics, religion, in a sense of how it's made him a better person, but as well, how it's sometimes, you know, manipulative but as well like you know especially the same thing with politics man like i like the the last verse in xxx is straight up political yeah talk about trump and stuff you know yeah
0: he literally addresses it a few times in the album like it's uh i for me i think it is uh it is kind of the uh central album of that presidency and uh overcoming and uh, a little bit of hope it I was the it was the moment I felt the largest glimmer of hope from our arts, that uh, I was like, someone's really interrogating this system and, and thinking about things in a in a big way that I need them to be, that, that matters to me. Um, as you say, uh, yeah, at the end of triple uh, X, he's talking about America as a reflection of himself and how, uh, you know, um, uh, what would you say? How would you describe it? I mean, hmm. the country is to be the sound of the drum bass.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially in the second half, I mean, the the, the echoing in Bono's vocals, like, were in the distortion cool. a little bit in the production, it's just like, you know, it's, it it adds to it.
0: Mm.
1: Like, that sort of sense of, like, when he's singing America or what was the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, like, Triple X in and of itself is just this behemoth that's just you know could be deconstructed for thirty minutes straight.
0: <laughs> like you say, like it's uh yeah, um, America, God bless you. If it's good to you, it's a big if at that opening line of uh, Bono's mm-hmm. part. Um, and uh, yeah, it's an important song. I like that we focused a lot on Triple X uh, the album because uh, uh, that that's not one that like inherently stands out. I think when I'm when I'm analyzing it myself. And it's good to like focus in on that song. Um, I think think Lust, oddly, is one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, Just a total
1: vibe and uh, a gorgeous song. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, I love a lot of the songs. Uh, I'm like, I mean, one thing too that's like, that I love within it too is these. And like you said, like lust, which is a vibe for me, like element DNA. Yeah, those are vibes because it's like as well, like fighting this duality or tackling this duality. Kendrick also is tackling the duality where it's like some of his past singles, like you know, we've there's been the smooth ones like the recipe or you know promotional single Compton and you know I which is a little more which was smooth for uh, to move a butterfly and Kanakunta which you know was great for hip hop radio, but it's like, like, you know, like that real, real cross appeal kind of thing that Kendrick brings with DNA. This just ridiculous. I mean, like the Michael made it production is just, it's speechless, man. Like the production just goes hard. Like the percussion in every which way you get it from the, the high hats, the drum beats. And then the, the, the the switching uh tempos like from fat, like when it speeds up a little bit during the cor- uh the verses and then sort of like s- simmers by like two notches and <laughs> it's like
0: a, a couple of different approaches of like rapping technique for kendrick too. yeah uh like in like a way that you can see from like eminem kind of often is like he's switching tempo and switching like uh time signatures and wrapping uh, around uh his beats it's very proficient in dna um I, I never need to hear Humble again as much as I liked it when it came out. I, I, I've, I tried it again today and I, I'm tired. Um, Humble's been on the radio. We,
1: we've all heard it. We love it. Yeah, uh, it's been everywhere. Yeah. Um, um. One of my favorite parts, though, is the chorus on Element. Where he kisses that little, like, R&B hook where it's like, if I got to slap a pussy, <laughs> I'm going to make it look sexy. Yeah, and I was like, so it's like, like I said, like it's always just he's always finding ways to like switch it up. And, but at the same time, make it flow within the whole context. Like, like his verses, like the actual delivery and flow and emotion goes way harder than what the chorus comes at. You know, <laughs> the chorus is just smooth, like tempering us while it readies us for him to go hard again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. And I like the the funny Kendrick interludes we get, whether it's like the uh, slap a bitch pussy make it look sexy, or you get like the left hook just went viral. You got a lot of uh, funny uh, Kendrickisms, uh, Kung Fu Kenny, uh, a couple of fun yep. drops around that. Um, uh, you you get a you get a lot of personality out of it. I wager like a, uh, uh, Kendrick really comes into his own and presents himself as a platform more than uh. Uh, Many rap out, almost any rap album. So uh, this is one of my favorites of uh of all time, actually. So uh, um, I might yep. make an argument here. At the, I don't think we needed to for the first two, but uh, I might make a Hall of Fame argument for this. I don't know if you're on board, but uh, uh, I I don't dislike a single
1: song I, I think it's. I'm not the craziest about pride.
0: Okay, what do you like about pride? I
1: mean, the for me, it's just the verses aren't as strong comparatively i don't like the chorus as much i mean it's it's it has a good production you know it's it's good in introspective and that you know there's some some good lines but it just doesn't really hit compared to others like to me it's the one song that i just found skipping because and this is not a knock on kendrick because this is just comparatively to just kendrick's songs it was a little boring for me
0: it doesn't stand out in any way to me either as uh, i mean i i don't i don't have any skips on this album but uh, uh yeah pride might be on the low end if i had to rank the whole thing it, it might be down at the bottom uh, that would be fair yeah. i think um I, I i like the idea uh Kendrick of course, said well you could just uh flip the order of the songs and that's the order that they're kind of meant to be in to tell a story I think it's I think it's fun that it goes in uh, kind of reverse chronological order uh, from oh, its release yeah. ordering. That's interesting,
1: and it makes sense too because you know the last song is pretty much the story of his father Duckworth. Yeah, his family name. Um, yep, and how, uh, top dog. You know, sort of saved his not saved his dad at a point, and then you know, said that moment like there was two ways. And because of it, like the dad was able to live and have Kendrick. So it's like, if you start that, you're sort of seeing it as like, it's starting with Kendrick's before Kendrick's born, then he's born. And then everything that's just going on in front of him from age nine to where he is then at 29.
0: Yeah. And then you get to like DNA and you're finding him like feeling everything that he got from his family and, and understanding his place in it all. Like as a, as a conclusion to that thing, introduced at the end of the album with duckworth and exactly then, then blood of course uh, just goes back to duckworth and kind of finishes that story in a yeah sad or disturbing way that uh, that should get to a lot of our attention and make us think about uh i like that right away he kind of challenges us to think about you know what's on rap albums why are people um uh, opposed to them <laughs> essentially uh, uh, why are the people on tv the talking heads why don't they like it and what shouldn't we listen to it if they don't like it
1: um does oh yeah that i mean he's it specific. I mean, he he specifically samples Eric Bowling and Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, um, important to keep getting that
0: message out there. And uh, um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, listen, like you saw straight out of Compton, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that release, so, obviously. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So that moment where you know, the cops are sort of antagonizing them and saying that they're releasing this heinous gangster rap, but Ice Cube sort of fights them back, and it's like, nah, it's reality, man, it's reality rap, because that's what we're really seeing here in these streets, because like the whole, you know, systematic racism that split these communities apart and caused the funding to be, you know, all scattershot, and like creating it, you know, sort of like not telling it's like, you know, it's like it's it's creating more of that nature versus nurture kind of thing. Because sometimes even you just got to get out of that little nature you grew out of from, even if you're nurtured properly, to even make something of yourself. Because if you stay in that area, there's probably always going to be some wrong turn that you can always take, you know? And that's why, like, listening to it backwards, I feel, gives it more impact. Because can mm. can like can a lot of, like, when Kendrick's, like, rapping violently and, like, you know, about the violence that occurs and, like, how know it made him like this sort of more like aggro confident person like sort of more akin to like gangbangers like especially like i said in that uh that verse um for triple x you know right it's it brings element that's like it's bringing back that sense of like this is reality like kendrick's always rapping about the reality like it's never it's never he's never coming at it black and white like, I
0: like that it's a I like how disorienting it is too because it kind of catches you on the wrong foot and then it's able to kind of jab where it needs to and, and show you what it means mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and you kind of have to follow it more closely if it's in chronological order you kind of get the story the way it's intended but uh, uh following it in reverse you you really trace what's happening
1: yeah and it's a little more impactful for me in my opinion I mean she, like I'm saying like what everything that out transpires and talk about you know the v- gang violence and like the stuff that you know happens or that's you know they witness and what he raps found sort of like both on the sense of the political spectrum and others like blood is literally just a rap where it ends with like a woman getting shot mm-hmm. like a robbery gone bad or it's a dark like that, heavy
0: like, or, way to start an album
1: <laughs> um it's yeah. unusual uh it's the where, opposite yeah, it's of, kind of- uh, of the beach
0: song that we talked about with the, yeah, Ben Staples yeah, earlier. It's
1: yeah. Kendrick's rapping, about, uh, uh, like him witnessing this woman getting shot, man. Let's yeah. just like, yeah,
0: it's heavy. Um, the whole album's dealing with heavy things and it's, a uh, it's a very heavy album. I never want to be the person who's saying like, Oh, it's the album we needed at the time. Right. <laughs> like every, everything we needed at the time, anything that was a distraction we needed from Trump, uh, uh, we needed, uh, distractions from him. Um, uh, but but I, think it, I think it matters. I think it's an album that matters to a lot of people and got a lot of people through some uh, really dark, foreboding times that still aren't over in our country. And I think it'll be forever relevant because uh, that shit in America will always be relevant, um, for yeah. better and worse, uh, uh, mostly worse. Uh, it will um, keep our art, re- art relevant. That's the good part. That's the better part is that Kendrick is relevant. We have great art. Mm-hmm. um so i gave it uh 98 out of 100 but one of the highest scores i'm likely to ever give on the show um, <laughs> uh, so
1: i yeah, doubt a, you're uh, there but i'm at chris 90
0: 90 okay um is that hall of fame worthy do you think we both need to be over that for that to be a? I mean that that balances out us out at well like a 90 94 95 is that like a yeah. hall of fame worthy score I feel like we put one or two in that probably balance out to less than that. So I don't know.
1: I would say uh, yes.
0: I'd say it's on the cusp,
1: but I, I, I'd say, yeah, because at that point, like whatever problem, because it's like, if you're talking about like a hundred of a hundred versus 95 of a hundred, like the only thing would just be like anything that pickish or something very, yeah. very minuscule. Because it's like you know, like it's the difference between a nine point five and a ten, out of ten, you know, like, like the only reason like I gave Vince Staples' still Title Last Year a nine point five out of ten was because I feel like he had like one or two more minutes more that he could have expanded on something, because the way it just ended that one song just like you know, it just felt a rub. But like, like other than that, like it was a perfect album, you know. Yeah. So that's that's really how. I measure it, so I would say yes.
0: I think, like, just the amount of time I've put into this album and the experience I've had with it in my life, uh, how personal it's become, uh, what yeah. things it highlighted around what was happening in the world while I was listening to it, and uh, the times I put it on to escape from that bullshit. Uh, I'd say it's a, uh, yeah. one of the most influential albums on me and my writing, and uh, obviously led him into, like, a Pulitzer Prize, which is a just some, like, unheard of, like, uh, Renowned territory for rap artists. I mean, he's a uh, you know, um, yeah. significant. He's literature. Uh, Kendrick Lamar became literature. Rap music has mm-hmm. always been literature, but um, to get that recognition, I think uh, I, think we got to give it um, Hall of Fame just for that status and uh, that importance. That and we could also get a, a Pimp of Butterfly in there later. So it's a
1: yeah,
0: door is still open for Kendrick, and we have a new album coming in a week or two. So
1: yeah in oh, one shit. week actually oh god Next actually <laughs> maybe we record earlier <sighs>
0: next time i know we took a longer break but uh we might be so fired up by new kendrick that we uh have to get a, yeah. a show in so i am pumped um same so yeah hall of fame album, um what would you like to play from it uh we talked most about triple x is, is that it or do you have a is there a single element element, element? yeah let's put element in there that sounds good all right thanks so much kevin thanks to your llama thanks to your llama tattoo i hope you get another one and <laughs> kind a of full of
1: sleep yeah thank you <laughs> i hope so too take care buddy <laughs> if i gotta slap a pussy ass yes, nigga i'm gonna make it look sexy if i gotta go hard on a bitch i'm gonna make it look sexy i pull up hop out that route made it look sexy